Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you bi-weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from virtual CFOs, CPAs, and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you the results you need both in business and building the life you deserve. Thank you for joining us for episode number 116 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and co-CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and I'm joined today with partner, VCFO, CPA, CGMA, Katina Peters. Good morning. (laughs) Thank you, Megan, for the awesome introduction. I appreciate it. I'm pretty interested in talking about some of the things we're going to talk about today. I think being kind of a nerd, I guess, (laughs) about some of these things is kind of fun. (laughs) Yeah. So today we're talking about eight tools to help organize your personal life for busy professionals. We put together some of our favorite tools slash ideas to help kind of organize things because although I don't claim to be an expert by any means, there are definitely tools that I've found that have helped make my life easier. And we kind of collaborated on some ideas here to share the best ones with you all so that we can help share ideas and collaborate and help make our lives easier if we can, because we've all got a lot going on. Yep, for sure. I mean, like we've talked about before, we all are people. So we all have personal lives too, as well as the business things we have to keep track of. So just all in all, making that well-rounded approach to looking at how we can make things better in our lives and keep track of things better. It definitely is is helpful and you get to geek out on stuff too, which is cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we've talked about like having a morning routine before. I think I've briefly mentioned this start today journal, but I wanted to get into this a little more in detail, but I know you have a morning routine too. So before I dive into that and totally nerd out on the start today journal, did you have anything else to add about like morning routine or any journaling that you've done specifically? Yes. I think it's important to have a morning routine and kind of not that rush and hurry, get out the door or get right to work or, you know, if you work from home, sit at your computer. Um, But, you know, to just take a little bit of time to relax, assess things. Personally, I read the Bible. I do some journaling. I reflect. I kind of look at, okay, how do I want to show up for today? Because I think a lot of it's just being aware and present, right? And I think you don't set that mindset in the morning, you can just get into the scramble mode and everything's crazy, things like that. So I know it's a little weird kind of at first, maybe when you first start doing something like that, at least I know like naturally that wasn't, you know, how I started my life. But I think it definitely, it's interesting how much more it can make your day efficient. Like, you know, it's, it takes time. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, but it definitely sets a tone for the days, so makes it for me more efficient. And also it just leads to being in a better frame of mind, I guess, generally throughout the day too. It sets a good tone for, for the day to start off. So specifically for me, I used to do this probably two or three years ago, pretty religiously for a good amount of time. And it was really helping me like focus on my workouts, focus on eating better, focus, like just a lot of things in my personal life. And COVID hit, I could make up a million excuses, but basically I just got lazy with doing it. And since then, I've gotten back into getting into this routine and habit of having a morning routine again. 
And I've noticed it's helped a lot just with my organization, my focus, my confidence. I think you said something that I felt was pretty important for people is that you can fall in and out of having this routine just like anything else. And I'm also guilty. Something changes in life, had a little bump in the road. But I think just remember that that's normal and like just get back into it when you can. Like just just make a plan and just get back into it. And I think that that's just going to happen. You know, you have situations, maybe emergency situations with parents or sickness Mm -hmm. or whatever. It's going to happen. So, but I think it's good to know that just get back into it and don't beat yourself up over it, but just say, okay, I'm just going to start over and reset. So anyway, I just wanted to comment on that. No, I think that's important too, because I I kind of like disregarded it, right? Because it's embarrassing, right? When you know that it's good for you and you know that you should be doing this and you know that it helps your confidence and you know, like, you know, all these things, but you just aren't doing it. Right. And I just chalk it up to laziness, but there's reasons why you kind of let that go. But noticing the difference in how you're operating and how you feel about yourself and how you're showing up for people in your life, I think, kind of pushes you back into that habit, right? Like, okay, I need to do this, not only for other people, but for myself. So I think Mm -hmm. that is important to acknowledge and not just write off as being embarrassed and lazy, because that's what I tend to do. (laughs) Again, talking about real life here, right? right? It's just the way it is. So sorry for the interruption, but I just thought that was important for people to know. No, no, no. I think that's good. It's good because I... just try to sweep it under the rug, right? So this concept, it, you can look it up. It's by Rachel Hollis. She has Start Today journals you can buy, but the concept you can do in any notebook. It's part of my morning routine where I write down things that I'm grateful for. There's a moment of gratitude and I shoot for at least five things and it's usually just little things. And I find that it's most helpful in the times that I don't want to do it <laughs> um, because I'm like, ah, I'm annoyed. I don't have time for this, but it really makes me sit down and recognize even, you know, drinking coffee in the morning or a joke my kids told me or the fact that they're still asleep and I have quiet time in the morning. And then doing this gratitude practice really helps focus on those little things throughout the day. Like you are kind of more present in recognizing those things in the moment because at first it's kind of a struggle going through those. And then as you're going through your day, you're like, oh, wow, that was really cool. You know, I'm super grateful for this person or for that thing that they did for me or the job that I have. Like you just start recognizing those things. It becomes more of a habit. So that's how you start it off. And then the next item is writing down 10 things you'd like to accomplish. And these can be really big, crazy things, right? Like owning a 20 acre ranch some someday, like that's one of mine. Um, (laughs) Sharing some of my crazy things, but you write them as if you've already accomplished them. And you can put as much detail or as little detail as you'd want in this. So like the feeling that you have, where you sit, you can get very detailed if you enjoy writing, but recognize too that you have to write this every day because you want to commit them to memory and then they're like part of what you think about. The idea behind writing them as if they've already happened is it changes your mindset to you've become that person, right? You're like personifying that person Mm -hmm. that already is that. So you kind of walk through your day with a different viewpoint or perspective versus where you are now. And I know Rachel Hollis says this much more eloquently than I do right now, but I'm trying my best. So um, the next thing that you do is write down one thing that's going to help you achieve one of your 10. 
right? What's one thing I can do today that's one small step in the direction of achieving my fitness goals, of achieving my business goals, of achieving my goals as a wife and mother, you know, things like that, goals that I have in hobbies or whatever it is. That's a really useful tool for me every morning to just sit down and reflect on things I'm grateful Mm -hmm. for, 10 things I'd like to accomplish, and then what's one small thing I could do today. That's really great. Yeah, it definitely keeps you in line with your long term goals, too, because as we've talked about before, you kind of can just get busy in the to do's of the day and those kinds of things that, you know, just daily life situations. And if if you're not cognizant of your long term goals and and like you said, piecing away those little bits at a time. As you do that, you're going to make traction and into your long term goals. But if you're not doing those things and being mindful of that, you can definitely kind of get off track and be like, how'd I get here? <laughs> like, this is not where I was right. trying to go, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, having the where you're trying to go. And, and I think that's a really, really great way to do it. Yeah. The second thing is a, a cool tool that I found actually while doing research for this podcast episode. It's an app called Todoist, T-O-D-O-I-S-T. And I'll link it in the show notes for this episode. But if you don't have a to-do list that you use written or in an app or anywhere like that, this one's pretty cool. And it's free to download and you can share things, you can like add attachments, you can do all kinds of stuff with it. You can have different personal lists for like a grocery shopping list or school to do's or whatever, whatever you need, but you it has a lot of different ways that you can organize things. So check that out if you're looking for a solution that helps you kind of organize your to do's. I think that sounds like a really great tool. I'm going to have to look that one up. I haven't haven't personally used that one before, but I think that something to help keep yourself organized for the day is good. But I also do it, especially for the week, I'm kind of a Monday morning organizer, I guess, <laughs> for me. So, I, you know, early in the morning on Mondays, it's funny because I have a list of how I organize myself. <laughs> it's like, look at this, do this, do that. You know, check the calendar, check the this, check the that. The things that help me line out what what my week looks like and what I'm going to accomplish that way as well. So it's something that I use as I go through the week and, you know, things change a little bit, obviously things come up or whatever, but it definitely helps me feel like I'm kind of not all over the place. I think part of it is as we're busy and things like that, we feel like a lot of times, well, what am I missing? What am I not remembering? What am I, Mm -hmm. you know, this and that and the other. So I think having a place to put it like on the to-do list, you know, if you can add it there. I mean, I can add stuff to to next week so that when I'm looking at Monday again for that week, I'm, oh yeah, I, did, I didn't forget about this thing. So I can get it yeah. you know, off my brain and down somewhere and feel like I'm just more, I guess, organized and in and, and control of that and not feeling like I'm just scattered all over the place. So I think that that's from my perspective, just something that really helps me then again, have that focus because I'm not like all over the place because I have, you know, things in a plan and I can organize them as they come in. Well, I think that's a good point, too, because we're we're giving all of these tools, right? Like this list of eight things. But please don't try to use all of them because it's just going to be more overwhelming than than anything. So like we have a couple of like project management or list ideas or tools that you can use. But the point is to pick one that works best for you and put everything in that one so that you have one place to go to. Because like you said, it's just like, it can become overwhelming if you're trying to manage like this calendar and that calendar and then this to do list. And you know, it's, it's too many things in too many places. 
Right. Yep. Yep. At least for my brain, like I, I like, <laughs> I need one location <laughs> for me. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's a good point to consolidate as much as possible. That's probably a good way to look at it. Yeah. So the the next tool that I know we use at work and on my personal side too, I use my personal Google Calendar a lot in trying to schedule out like play dates and school events and things. And I'll share it with my husband so that he knows that it's coming up. We still have things that happen where he's like, wait, what? I didn't know that. I'm like, it's on the calendar. <laughs> so it doesn't totally eliminate that, but yeah. it, it definitely helps. And there's, there's also been times where I've forgotten to put it on the calendar. It's only as good <laughs> as you putting it on there or I'll put it on there and then forget to share it with him. Right. So mm-hmm. you still have to make sure that like, you're doing all the steps, but I think Google Calendar is a really nice tool, both professionally and personally, to help kind of get everybody on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. Calendar is huge for me too. Like they definitely need it to help keep track of my days and my plans. And one thing when I was looking at this is thinking about what the calendar that saved me a couple of times is when there's certain events, especially this probably more so with uh, personal related events. And this more what we're focused on is to remember to set the notifications other than the 10 minute reminder, (laughs) because Mm -hmm. there's been things like, oh, we've got so-and-so's birthday party on Sunday. So I set a reminder a few days in advance to make sure like did we get a gift or did you know what do we need to make sure that we're coordinating for the day and not forgetting oh I have to do this maybe earlier because I normally do it on Sunday but we're not going to be home you know whatever that might be a couple of day reminder just to get it back in my brain and then sometimes setting an hour advance reminder as well I think I was sharing with Megan we had an event at the library for my daughter and it was something that somebody else shared with us said hey you should she should do this she likes art and she did a painting for this uh, project that they were doing a display and a little contest and stuff and then you know as we dropped it off they're like oh and we're gonna have the ceremony in a couple days whatever it was so it wasn't something that was on my radar for very long luckily I stuck it on my calendar put an hour reminder because that day I totally forgot about it um and so that reminder popped up and I was like oh we have an hour to get there instead of oh we have 10 minutes to scramble over right (laughs) so that really really helps for sure even my daughter she's so funny I'm like don't let me forget to do this she's like mom just put it on your calendar (laughs) <laughs> she even knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of funny, but yeah, definitely that's a, a huge one to help organize things for, for myself. Perfect. And then this is another new tool that I actually found again doing research for this this podcast. It's another app called If This Then That. And I saw it shortened. I, at first I saw it as ITTT and I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, So it's if this, then that. And if you're familiar with computer programming at all, it's the if then statement. If you're big into automation, you're able to automate a lot of things from your phone. And if you have like things hooked up in your home with Alexa or things like that, I was starting to go down this rabbit hole and there are so many things you can automate. It's really impressive. A couple samples are so you can automatically add a reminder when something is added to your calendar. You can get really detailed too. So if it's a birthday party, please add a reminder two days before. So it's pretty cool the way you can get really complex with it. Another cool one I saw, this is really just more related to my family. We're like really into space because my oldest daughter is obsessed. But you can get a text when the International Space Station goes over your house. Like just cool things that you can set up. So you get two, they call them applets, the automations. 
You get two of those for free. Otherwise, you have to get the paid version, which is $3.99 a month or $40 a year, which is very cool. If you're into that kind of thing and want to set up the automations, I did a couple just to test it. One of them was the the International Space Station, because I just thought it was neat. <laughs> of course. Um, but it does work. So it's pretty neat stuff if you're into that and want to get that set up. You can get the two for free to try it out. And then, you know, if you want to do more, it's available. But just thought that was a cool one to mention in this episode. Awesome. That's amazing. The things that you can do with the technology. I think I sometimes have the love-hate relationship with technology. <laughs> it's like, there's like so much cool stuff you can do. And it's like, oh, that's neat. I like that. Um, and, you know, then, of course, you have the, the glitches, which are frustrating. And then I think just generally like, wow, I don't know if I can learn all these things, you know, that are out there. So, yeah, just picking the ones that work for you, though, is a good way to go. Yeah, yeah. Technology is uh, kind of crazy right now. So, yeah, yeah definitely sure. a love-hate relationship. The next tool that we have listed is somewhat similar to, I guess it could probably be a replacement for Todoist. You can kind of use it in different ways, but mm-hmm. Trello is one and Asana is another. And they're not exact replicas, I guess. They're more project management tools. So you can do a little bit more with them and the way that they're laid out is different. It's not just a straight to-do list like Todoist is. So I guess right. it depends on how you like to visually see what you need to do laid out. So check all of them out and just pick one because you don't want to be using all three of those tools, but they're all great just for different ways. And I think it's just personal preference, right? Yeah, exactly. Everybody likes to work in different ways. So, you know, whatever works for you, I would definitely just check out the different options and see which one you think would, you know, just be the one that you would enjoy working in the most probably more than anything. The next idea slash tool that we have is, and I started doing this, I think a lot of people are aware, but using like drive up or pickup or Instacart or any of those tools that are available on different apps and not all of them are super apparent. So I've had to Google how to use pickup for Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And sometimes it's kind of hidden, but a lot of places now do have drive up orders and it just saves so much time versus having to go in and shop for everything on your own and it doesn't cost extra. A big one that I use is the grocery store one and any app that goes with our grocery store is Rosie. I think they're you know more popular amongst grocery stores. I'm sure there's others but um, one of the nice things you can do is you can create these grocery lists in there or you can duplicate your last order because I mean a lot of us tend to get very similar things on a weekly mm-hmm. or bi-weekly basis whatever it is and you can just duplicate the order and then you can take stuff off okay I don't need more of that I got enough of that or add stuff on you know kind of thing. It's not like you, you have to go through and pick each item every time which is really nice. Mm-hmm. I've heard completely complaints on, well, you know, then they're out of something and then I have to go in anyway and this and that, but it still saves a lot of time. Like I almost always have to go in (laughs) for something that they didn't have and and they'll do some like, oh, we didn't have this, but we gave you that, you know, replacement item if it's not specific brand or whatever. But, um, or sometimes I found they don't, they didn't even find the thing, even though they had it (laughs) in the store. Yeah. And I'm like, go there. And I'm like, yeah, you do. It's right there because I know where it is. But usually they're pretty good. And, and it, I mean, it definitely saves me having to shop for an hour, an hour something, you know, in the store and just run in for 15 minutes, grab a few things. So, so yeah, it's still a big time saver for me. And then I can do the, list at any point right from home so it's it's nice to be able to do that too that's probably my number one that I use all the time 
Yeah. I put that little warning there too, as far as like, if they're out of something, I forget what it was. I think I was trying to get marinara sauce one time and they gave me like Alfredo as a replacement. I'm like, that is not even close to marinara sauce. Like why? So, you know, there's some things where you just like, don't pack your day so full where you only allow yourself the five minutes for pickup. If you're going to do that, like, yes, it's a time saver. But then if you only allow those five minutes and you don't have time to run in and get what you needed for dinner that night, it didn't really do you any good to do the pickup. And so still give yourself some padding, give yourself like 30 minutes to go pick up. If everything's there, fantastic. But your day isn't ruined if they gave you Alfredo sauce instead of marinara. Not that it ruined my day, but you know what I'm saying. So yeah, that's an interesting substitution for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely had some substitutions where I'm like, hmm. Okay, well, <laughs> so, um, all right. And then the the next one, our tip number seven, kind of goes along with that as far as just stop over committing and don't forget buffers, which I fail at doing all the time and I need to get better at. Yeah, that can definitely be a challenging one. I think we all have unrealistic expectations of how much we can accomplish in a day, I think. And I like to try to double schedule myself sometimes too. Oh, wait, I already have something at that time. So Uh I have to watch out for those kinds of things for sure. And building in, like you said, building in those buffers for something to happen, you know, like you said, in the grocery pickup or there was a traffic jam somewhere and you had to take an extra 20 minutes getting somewhere or whatever the case may be. You don't want to be so super jam packed that it's really stressful when something doesn't go like exactly according to the time limits that you have in your calendar. And we just also need to build in that just take a breath time for ourselves. I know I've seen on your calendar, don't forget to eat. (laughs) Time. I had to do that recently because yeah. I'm like, okay, I just need this buffer time to actually eat lunch. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, it, it's true though. We've had discussions in the past of like when we're working from home and our kids are home at times, like remembering to feed our children as we're working and things like that. <laughs> it sounds funny, but it, it's it's a reality. And I think just making sure we're building those things in, especially if other people are putting stuff on our calendars too, we want to make sure that we have those things built in that we're making time and space for things to go sideways, making time and space to eat, <laughs> feed children, do things like that. It's very important to build those buffers and that margin in for sure. Yeah. Yep. That's an important one. And the last tool that we have is delegation and having honest conversations with friends and loved ones. And that's a big one. Yeah, for sure. I think we need to also keep in mind, like, people don't really know what all everybody else has going on. I think we all have a a general idea that people are fairly busy. But I think sometimes just saying, I just can't do that. You know, I can give a good example of my parents. My aunt was in town and we did see her briefly. And then my parents wanted to set up a dinner on a Sunday, early on a Sunday. And for a place that was kind of far away, probably like 40 minute drive or so from where we're at. We're kind of rural. So, I mean, there's places closer, but they wanted the specific steakhouse that they like. And and I just had to eventually just come back and say, I just can't this this weekend. Like we've had stuff going on every weekend before that. And I was just like... I need some downtime. I need time to catch up, (laughs) you know, all these things. And just having that, like, I really would love to, but I just can't, you know, this time around kind of thing. So I think just like you said, having those conversations with where we're at with things when we need to, it's hard to do, but we definitely need to, to make sure that we're able to do those things and have those conversations and just be honest with things. Cause ultimately if there are friends and there are loved ones, they want 
that for us too, right? <laughs> they want us to be okay. They want right. us to not be stressed. They want us to have some relaxing time. And, you know, they're going to understand those situations if we're open with the conversation about that. If we're not open, then that can create some strained relations because we're just you know, brushing them off or always saying no, or, you know, whatever it looks like from their side, they're going to start making up in their head, oh, they just don't like me anymore, or they just don't want to spend time with me, or I'm upsetting them, I did something to make them mad, you know, whatever they're making up, because we're not just saying, hey, here's what's going on with me. And this is why I can't do this right now. I love you. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll make some time, but here's, here's the story right now. So yeah, I think it's important. Yeah, I think, I think that's a really important point is, being able to open up and be vulnerable with your spouse, with your friends, with your kids and let them know, hey, I'm struggling to keep up right now. Hey, I need some help around the house. Having those conversations and not just feeling like it all falls on your shoulders too. And just assuming the responsibility without having that conversation, I think is Mm -hmm. an important thing because I think a lot of times, especially as busy professionals, we just like see things that need to be done and just do them, right? Instead of right. stopping and being like, do I really need to be the person that's doing this, even at home, right? right. So just mm-hmm. being able to reflect on that and be present and have the conversations and, okay, well, how can I delegate this even at home and figure out yeah. a better, smarter way to work around this and not burn myself out <laughs> is a big, big thing. Because like yeah, you said, sure. no one wants you to feel that way. You know, your friends, your husband, your wife, no one wants you to feel like that. So just having that conversation can be a really big step and a really big tool that can help in alleviating that stress. Absolutely. For sure. Perfect. Well, that wraps up our conversation on the eight tools that can help organize your personal life for busy professionals. We will go ahead and link to all those tools in the show notes for this episode. Again, that can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash 116, 116. Katina, do you have any final thoughts to leave our listeners with for this episode as we wrap up? I think we covered it all pretty well. I think just having those mindsets and getting the plans and just making some time for yourself to get that together and being open about things. I mean, those are all huge. So I think just doing that, if you're not already doing that, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised if you start how much of a difference it can make for you and your your stress levels and you're just being able to get things accomplished for sure. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.